Hi, this is Nathan. Before we get to the episode, I want to invite you to join me on an incredible adventure this November of 2024. I am taking a small group of believers to Turkey, what the New Testament called Asia Minor, for a 12-day Bible study tour of the early church. We'll be studying the book of Acts and many of the epistles on location as we visit ancient cities like Ephesus, Laodicea, Heropolis, Antioch, Pergamum, and many more. If you are interested in joining me this November for a once-in-a-lifetime adventure as we study where much of the New Testament and early church took place, you can learn more by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. And if you're interested, don't delay. Spots are limited and on a first-come, first-served basis, and a $100 discount is available if you register before May 27th. I do hope you can join me. And again, more information is available at deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. Now, here's the episode. Welcome to episode 208 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to talk about the fact that God is eternal. Let's dive in. On the first week of every month, I have been taking the episode and talking about one of the names or the character or the attributes of God. And recently, I've been pondering a lot about time. Uh, I don't know about you, but my summer has been incredibly busy. We're in the middle of a semester at Ellerslie, and my schedule has been absolutely packed. And while I've thoroughly delighted in it, I've been pondering this idea of time and the fact that while we as humans are progressing through time, God actually is outside of time and he is eternal. I love this idea that Jesus's name in the book of Revelation is that he's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And it bespeaks of this idea that he is eternal, that he has always and ever has been and will be. Now, I've talked about this many times on the podcast, but though we know that Jesus became incarnate, in other words, he was born 2000 years ago, we know that as the son that he has forever been. In other words, when you see God creating in Genesis 1-1, most Christians tend to think it was just the father. But we need to properly understand that when we see God in the Old Testament, we are talking about the triune God, the father, the son, and the spirit. And they're all acting and moving and speaking and, and performing as one. And yes, Jesus was born 2,000 years ago. He became flesh 2,000 years ago, but he has forever and always been and always will be. Well, in light of that, I've just been freshly pondering this idea that God is eternal. Now, I actually think it's one of those concepts that we as mere humans actually cannot fully wrap our minds around. It's this idea that God never had a beginning. He has forever been. I remember as a little kid, I was trying to ponder this idea of eternity, that we as Christians, if we accepted Christ, we actually live forever. And so I remember falling asleep many nights and I would just have this thought of like, okay, what is like one of the biggest numbers that I can think of for an age? And I'm like, okay, probably like someone who's like 
40 years old. That's old, right? <laughs> of course, now that I'm almost that age, I'm like, okay, that's pretty young. But, you know, like case someone who's 80 years old, that's, that's a pretty old person. And then I began to realize, what if you would double that? Or what if you would triple that? And could you imagine a thousand years in the future? Or could you imagine, you know, a million years in the future? And in my little mind, trying to wrap my little mind around this idea of this eternal reality, this eternal life that we get to experience, that there's actually no end, that it just keeps going on and on for a billion, gazillion, quadrillion, you know, years is actually rather impossible for us to imagine. And yet God literally is outside of time. He is so eternal that though he is walking through this linear time frame that we live in, he's actually outside of time uh, itself. And that idea was profound to me as I was reading Revelation 13, 8. And in Revelation 13, 8, it says that the lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. And I began to wrestle through that going, okay, how is that even possible? How is it? That, okay, the lamb, Jesus, was slain 2,000 years ago, and yet he was slain from the foundation of the world? Well, how does that even work? But it began to make sense when you take God and see him as this eternal God, that he's not just this being that just kind of goes through the linear time like we are, but while he travels with us in that sense, he's actually out of time. He's outside of the sphere of time. And so the best illustration I've heard of this is like that of a parade. When I was a little kid, my parents would often take us to a parade. And I remember I was so excited, you know, because they throw candy and you get to see all this fun stuff. And so you get to the parade early and you're waiting on the side of the street. And then you hear this big boom and you know the parade was starting. And here I was, I was waiting and eventually they would turn the corner and you could see the start of the parade. And, and as it would pass, you'd been, you you would get to see the middle of the parade. And then finally you kind of watch it go off in the distance and see the end. And so I was encountering the parade, but through a linear time frame. In other words, I saw the beginning, I saw the middle, I saw the end. And it was literally being played out right in front of me. But it would be very different if I got like in a hot air balloon or a, a blimp and it was up above the city itself. And if you were in a hot air balloon or a blimp and you were looking down upon the city, it is fascinating to realize that you could see the beginning, the middle, and the end of the parade all at one time. And though the illustration does break down, it is interesting to realize that it's actually a pretty good illustration to think about the fact that God is outside of time. That when he looks at the scope of time, he sees the beginning from the end. And so here's God, and he sees that 2,000 years ago, the lamb was slain at the cross. That here's Jesus, he gave himself. And yet, because he's outside of time, it's like he's above this whole event of history, and therefore he actually sees the, the lamb slain from the foundation of the earth. He sees the beginning and the end all at the same time. It's an amazing reality that actually should cause us as believers to put our trust in him. There's actually several other incredible passages that talk about things that happen even before creation. But the one I love to ponder outside of the Revelation 13, 8 is Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. And listen to what Paul says. He says that you were chosen in him, in Jesus, before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him in love. That even before God spoke, let there be light, you were on his mind. 
see that God had a determined purpose. He had a desire, and it was that you would be chosen in Christ to be holy and blameless before him. And, and when was that choosing taking place? It was before the foundation of the world. And I love that passage because it is such a great testimony to remind us that you are not an accident. And yes, maybe your parents said that you were an accident, but in God's scheme of things, in God's perspective, you are not an accident. See, he purposely has knit you together in your mother's womb, that he's been waiting till this point in human history for you to come on the scene and that you were specifically chosen in Christ to be holy and blameless before him. And he did that even before he spoke creation into existence. That is such a great reminder for us as believers, especially in the culture in which we live. In the culture in which we live, everything is being questioned and everything is kind of being thrown up in the air. And yet we need to remember that God has chosen you, that he made you a male or a female, that, that he has given you an identity in Christ if you've accepted him, that none of that is by accident, that you can't just say, well, I think God made a mistake and he has no idea what he's doing. What, what are you talking about? Do you realize that he has determined even before the foundations of the world, even before he said, let there be light, that there would be a purpose and a plan for your life, which is found in Christ Jesus. So may I remind you, God is eternal, that he has always and forever been, and he always and forever will be. And because that he is an eternal God, and because he's outside of time, it actually should cause us, especially as believers, to put our hope and our trust in him. In other words, he can see it all. And therefore, would we be willing to put our hope and our trust in him? And may I encourage you as you read through the Bible, especially the Old Testament, don't just view God through the lens of, oh, that must be the father. But we're talking about the triune God, the father, the son, and the spirit who are acting and speaking and moving as one. And you see the fullness of that coming to the New Testament when you see Jesus being the invisible made visible that he is God made flesh, that God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as such, the same Jesus that we see acting and speaking in the New Testament is the exact same God that we see in the Old Testament. He wasn't some mean, nasty God in the Old Testament, became a really nice guy in the New Testament, and then coming back in wrath at the very end. It's the exact same God. He is eternal. And his nature does not change. So as you read the Old Testament, you got to remember, we're talking about the same Jesus. We're talking about the exact same God. And that Father, the Son, and the Spirit are acting and thinking and moving as one. And of course, if you want to know what the heart of God looks like, you have to see it in light of Jesus. If you want to know how God thinks, you got to see him in light of Jesus. If you want to see how God feels and behaves, you must see him in light of Jesus. Because he is the invisible made visible. He is God in the flesh. And his nature does not change. And that is encouraging to me because because of the fact that he's eternal and because of the fact that God does not change, well, then he is trustworthy. That forever and all eternity, we can put our hope and our trust in him because he does not change. What if I would see everything in my life through that lens? What if I would see all that God is doing in these days through the fact that he is an eternal God, that he has a purpose and a plan, 
and he does not change. That is so encouraging to my soul. Well, I hope that was just a fresh reminder of the goodness and the grandeur of our God. And thanks as always for listening to the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 208 for episode 208. And until next time, know I am cheering you on and praying for you as you build your life around the eternal one himself, Jesus Christ.